G'day, I'm Barry Green. Thanks for joining me on Conversations on Radio WA, 87.6 FM in East Perth and Western Tourist Radio in the southwest of Western Australia. My next guest is Ken Bailey, who's an animal, plant, soil, nutritional consultant who I met at an Organic Association of WA event in uh, January 2020. An event was titled, Can a Farm Really Work Successfully? with a closed organic system. Now, I guess that's a bit of an ideal, but anyway, Ken, uh, good talking to you. Yeah, good afternoon, Barry. Good afternoon, listeners. And uh, the point you made uh, during the presentation was uh, about the, the nutritional value of food, how it declines rapidly, especially fruit and vegetables, after it's picked. Could you uh, expand on that for us? Yeah, thanks, Barry. Look, I was listening to uh, a mentor of mine, a guy by the name of John Kempf, who is a, a nutritional uh, phys- uh, plant physiologist um, from Ohio in the United States, and he's uh, uh, was brought up quite a little bit differently to um, what most people in agriculture have been educated. He's a, as a plant physiologist, looks at things quite differently, and uh, he's probably one of the leading regen um, ag consultants in the world today. Comes across a lot of different people as he travels around. And he came across this company in the U.S. as it started to analyse food from the perspective of its how quickly it degrades over time. So he did a podcast, and I was privileged to listen to the podcast. During the uh, the, the podcast, the the guy that was doing the uh, the anal- um, analysis said that what he discovered was that uh, primarily apples, if they were picked. Um, for more than four weeks lost all of their vitamin C. So they're testing the food at, at, at the uh, time of picking fresh off the tree, then they'll leave it a week, another week, another week, and then they just keep retesting and retesting and retesting. And so that was one of the things that got my um, attention because apples are something that we have on the shelf uh, all year round. But uh, what they're saying is that the nutrient density of the food is what's declining because of the length of time that has been picked off the tree. We're picking it green in a lot of cases. It's not getting to, uh, an opportunity to ripen fully. Therefore, all of the phytonutrients, vitamins, antioxidants that could be moving into that fruit hasn't got an opportunity to because we pick it too soon. So it's a fairly good case for you know eating fruit in season um, and getting stuff as close to, um, to ripening as you can. The other thing he brought up was about uh, leafy green vegetables, they've done a lot of work with leafy green vegetables and often they can travel enormous kilometres um, growing in one part of the country and then delivered to the others. Seven days and basically saying most of the really important phytonutrients out of uh, leafy green vegetables are gone, which is not very long time frame. Most of us will buy something in the shop, it could have been three days from the time that it was picked before it even got to the shop and then by the time we take it home, within two or three days, all right, um, there's often quite a bit left. Um, but nutritionally, there's not much left in it for us. Well, that's really interesting, and I guess uh, my interest is in organic or regenerative agriculture, and you, you've worked with organic and uh, what we currently call conventional or people are calling industrial agriculture, so it is across the whole lot. And uh, I guess the bottom line is all this is academic if the stuff sat around too long anyway. So this is really quite profound for our whole economic system because there's evidence that the nutrition in food these days is declining anyway because of our agricultural practice and then you put on top of that the storage system and then we wonder why we're spending an increasing proportion of gross domestic product on the on the medical system so we really need to look at a rethink of our our system there don't we 
Absolutely, Barry. We probably shouldn't discuss the medical side of things today, but certainly from an agricultural perspective, uh, Christine Jones, Dr Christine Jones from Armidale, um, was the first one that um, pointed this out many years ago to me. Um, about 50% of the mineral levels in our food supply today um, have disappeared uh, from the 1930s, which is the, about the earliest data we can find. Uh, you know, on carrots and potatoes and that sort of thing. So back in the 30s, compared to today, uh, about 50% of the minerals are gone. And in some cases, like with um, uh, oranges, which are picked uh, really green nowadays and transported from one side of the world to the other, no vitamin C in them at all. Um, sometimes carrots have got virtually no no vitamin left in them. So yeah, so it's a bit it's a big issue. You made the point that you've been in this space for many years, but you've learnt so much more in the last few years. And I think we are in a really exciting time in history in that the internet is providing this exchange of ideas and information and, and people are getting information that wasn't out there before. In, in the old media, uh, what everybody thought was what uh, the advertising people for the television companies, uh, the messages they delivered. Uh, I, I think we're in a period of profound change at the moment brought about by the internet. And, uh, and this exchange of ideas, and, and, and if people are equipped with the knowledge of what they're buying, um, you know, they can make the choice whether they buy. We've very much had a focus on price, and uh, if it's down down on price, it's probably going to be down down on quality and down down on the environment. How do we get out of this, do you think? I think farmers markets are, are a great uh, innovation uh, that's happened over the last sort of five or ten years and for people that are interested in this space buying in season and buying direct from local growers and local producers uh, it builds up a level of uh, relationship if you like between people and and, and an understanding in the, from the children's perspective of you know knowing where the food comes from it just doesn't come from a supermarket it actually comes from a tree or if it's milk it comes from a cow and you and you build that um, a, a more of a groundswell of understanding about you know where does our food come from and then you can have an impact on that because um, um, you know for a little bit of extra money you can actually be buying something fresh that's got all the nutrients in it that you want which then comes back around and saves you on your medical bills because you'll be healthier. This is playing Western Tourist Radio obviously it's a tourist radio format and, and I see tourism has a big place to play and uh, certainly farmers markets are an integral part of the, of the holiday experience in a lot of country towns and we've got a, a farmers markets page on the tourist radio website touristradio.com.au forward slash markets where I link to lots of farmers markets that I find and I use the byline that, that farmers markets are the real fresh food people and uh, that might be controversial, but it, sometimes you seem you, you seem to have to do something controversial to to uh, to get heard in this modern noisy environment. Yeah, absolutely, Barry. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've been a controversial figure in in, in many ways over the years, and uh, pushing uh, boundaries and and looking for new information. And you know, your your uh, story about the internet and how that's changed things. And you know, certainly from my perspective and my education being able to tap into somebody like John Kempf and listen to his podcasts and um, you know and, and read some of his blogs uh, just confirms and, and reassures you that you're on the right pathway and it can bring from a scientific perspective I read scientific articles every day I get a lot of stuff comes through and uh, so it enables you to stay abreast of all of the knowledge which may not necessarily get into the public domain because a lot of the traditional uh, educational institutions are really struggling to get their voice heard. And basically what I'm doing is I'm taking a lot of the knowledge that's coming out of those institutions and then aligning it with what farmers want to do 
and where their gross margins are up to and where their productivity is up to and the problems that they're having and then just joining those two together. So I just that's how I see myself as being somebody in the middle that can uh, impact on the food chain um, by bringing better level of knowledge there and a lot of that actually comes through the internet. That's fantastic. And you mentioned Christine Jones and there's Martin Stapper. These are both people who've come out of CSIRO. CSIRO has become somewhat corporatised. Um, but if the, without the internet, these people wouldn't have been able to get out there. And I think uh, that there's them and there's Charles Massey's book and there's Nicole Masters and there's uh, Elaine Engham and, and so many other names who are, who are getting information out there as private businesses um, the old order was about these big institutions, but we're seeing a, a sort of a grassroots bottom-up change built out of the, the internet, which, you know, it, it, it is the best of uh, American capitalism to some degree. It's provided a, a platform for this exchange of ideas that hasn't existed before. Yeah, there's, there's a lot in there, Barry, about that. I'm not sure that we want to go there particularly today, but um, certainly as a platform for change... Uh, and and uh, a mechanism for getting information out there. Once upon a time, somebody would spend a lifetime um, in an institution or working with farmers or whatever, and then they would write a book. And then you'd have to get the book out there, and then everybody would read the book, and then your knowledge would go up. And, well, books are still important. And, you know, I've got a, I've got a cupboard full of them. And, um, and I still buy books to this day. The speed with which you can get the knowledge from, from a trial result back to a grower is completely different today than what it was say you know 30 40 years ago when I started in agriculture yeah we do you do a trial for three years and you know and everybody would go from the district would go to look what's that trial and then hopefully something would happen right because if something didn't happen well then you're back to square one again whereas now we can tap into trials from all over the world and you know while the the, the soils are the same it's only the environment that changes so we can we can utilize a lot more information from around the globe and get better trials going. Like we had Rick Bieber uh, in Western Australia a few years ago, and now I've got a trial in in um, um, in Bokal, uh, about his work, and uh, he's done 20 years of uh, of a zero till uh, stripper front system of agriculture. And now we're going to run some trials on that, and in the first year we start to see responses straight away. I find interesting what's happening in the past. It almost um you know, the, the the economic model is that the corporations are doing research and the corporations are doing research into stuff they could sell farmers, whereas the big changes are coming out of changes of practice and, you know, no corporation's going to do research into some practice that they can't sell. So we sort of had a situation where the corporations would come up with some new concoction, they'd give it to the state government departments of agriculture who did the trials, and then they became advocates. So in many respects, the government departments almost became the advertising arm for the chemical companies for a period of time there. Yeah, there's, there's two sides to that story. Um, I was responsible for bringing Arden Anderson out to Australia back in the 90s. I went to America on a study tour and, and found him and I'd read his books and and, uh, and he said that when American agriculture lost their department of ag, or it became less of, of a force, if you like, and they moved into more of the commercial world, agriculture actually went backwards. Um, so there was still a level of independence there, but with the cost of actually supporting that, the governments have sort of moved back from that and handed it more over to private enterprise, and which in private enterprise, of course, is totally based on products that they sell. And that's where all the research goes now, and we've, we've lost that, um, that opportunity to do base research at a level which could probably open up opportunities.
Agricultural is about uh, requirement, need, and then innovation follows the need. And in Western Australia, we're very good at that. You're right. There's a lot of innovation come out of Western Australia, and it's this grassroots sort of thing. Uh, the organisation Regen WA is uh, is doing a lot of work in that space. And having been involved in organic agriculture myself for 30 years, I find it really exciting the whole regenerative agriculture movement, which. To my way of thinking, Regen Ag is essentially organic agriculture without the hippie connotations. Uh, I mean, we used to call it biological agriculture um, you know, back in the 90s, um, and now it's sort of picked up this term uh, Regen Ag. So it, it's all about biology, fundamentally, that's, that's what's in the background, and minerals. All right? So let's you know, get it right down to the basics. And, and if you get enough biology in the soil, if you've got enough minerals in your soil, basically the rest of the system will take care of itself. But if you don't have those two base ingredients, um, because you're relying on synth synthetic um, fertilisers to provide your mineral base, and you don't care what happens to your biology because you're using heaps of fungicides and, um, and too much soil disturbance or whatever, then all these other problems are going um, to come along and we're not going to make any progress. Well, thanks, Ken. It's been fantastic talking to you, and uh, we'll post this program to SoundCloud, and if you go to touristradio.com.au forward slash conversations, you'll be able to hear this conversation, and we'll include your contact details if you're happy with that. And uh, Western Tourist Radio, we are about telling the stories of people and places in Western Australia, and we see an important place in tourism to connect people in the city with farmers. So if you visit our website, you will, uh, you'll find ways to connect with farmers in Western Australia. Thanks so much for your time, Ken. Thanks very much, Barry. I enjoyed it. I've been talking to Ken Bailey, an animal, plant and soil nutritional consultant in Western Australia.